Hi there, it's Kathleen here, and welcome to The Gathering, bringing God into everyday life. Let me encourage you to not just listen, but partner with God and practice what He speaks to you. You can access more information about me, my newspaper articles, upcoming events, contact me, or purchase my book, Thriving Through Seasons of Grief, on my website at www.kathleenmaxwellwamby.com. This podcast is now in 28 countries, and people have donated so that you can listen free. Will you consider paying it forward for someone else by giving a one-time or monthly gift? Simply click the button that says Become a Patron or Patronage at the top of the podcast. And don't forget to click the like or follow, and you'll be the first to know when new episodes are released. Enjoy the podcast. So the power of forgiveness. What I am going to share, I feel like is just so vital for each and every one of us because of the call God has on your life and because of of the freedom that God wants for his kids. He's a good, good father and he wants freedom. But we live in a fallen world, so we're gonna have things that happen. Bad things can happen to good people. And so what I'm gonna share with you today is, Goodness, stuff that I have learned over the last 38 years, I would say, of my life um, in ministering to people as a social worker in my own personal life. Personally, I've been rejected, betrayed, been through verbal abuse, misunderstandings, abandoned by people when I need them the most. And that's not said in any way to make anybody feel sorry because your story may be even worse than things I've been through and I don't want to minimize anyone's pain Uh, because you might have been through some really tough challenges but what I'm going to share is the freedom that there is when we obey the Word of God and when we bring these things to the Lord So in your notes, and I encourage you to take notes, there are a lot of blanks here for you to fill in, those of you that have the lesson. Um, The scriptures, every scripture that I'm going through is listed at the top. I do encourage you to go back, reread them, and see what God speaks to you, because that's where I think that that he's going to personally show some of you some things. So why should we talk about forgiveness? Why on earth would I pick this topic? And let me just say, this is a two-part series. We're going to talk about it today, but we're going to come back and talk about it more next week because I just can't get it in in this short amount of time. But I think one of the reasons we need to talk about forgiveness is we deal in our world with imperfect people. We deal with people that are unkind, insensitive, don't tell the truth, or selfish, Uh, take advantage of us, abandon us, misunderstand us, misconstrue things, Uh, bosses that abuse their power and devalue people. We live in a fallen world, like I said. And so we need forgiveness in order to push through and deal with things. Um, We're doing some, some remodeling right now. And I've had different people there, my house, the painter, the carpenter, uh, the electrician. And it's been interesting to see how all of them wear some kind of tool belt or have something that they have tools on them. And they may be looking and they whip out a tool and they use it for this. And they whip out a tool and they use it for this. And they whip out another tool and they use it for this. And I've it's been interesting. I like kind of seeing the different tools they use to do their job. And what hit me about this lesson on forgiveness and the other things we've been talking about is these are tools in your tool belt of life that you can whip out when you deal with fearful situations, like we talked about last week, uh, unkind people, people that have taken advantage of you. Um, this is just one of the tools you can take out and use to fix it so you can go on and do the things God's called you to do. Another reason we should talk about forgiveness is life is just tough sometimes, and it's not always fair. And as we deal with challenges, what happens is if we don't forgive, bitterness and anger can set into our hearts, and we're the ones 
that lose. We're the ones that lose. We're going to talk more about there, this. Another reason to talk about forgiveness is I believe forgiveness is the power to heal the wounds of the past that we can't change. It's the power to heal. It's the power to heal the wounds of the past that we cannot change. And it is a powerful tool. We need the tool of forgiveness for healthy work environments, family unity. We need it in churches. And it's a critical component for a healthy marriage. I don't know if any of you have perfect spouses. Um, (laughs) But forgiveness is a vital tool to keep your marriage alive and healthy. And sometimes one spouse has to use it a whole lot more than the other. That's just, that's just the fact. But when you use the tool of forgiveness, it's going to keep you light. It's going to keep you free. It's going to keep you enjoying your life more. It was interesting. Um, Stephen said to me one time, we had had a little disagreement, and um, I walked up and kissed him. And he said, I don't know how you can just get over things too quick. I said, I don't have time to haul around unforgiveness. I said, it's easy for me. I said, it's, it weighs me down too much. Nope. Let's, let's deal with it. Let's go on. But sometimes we have to choose as an act of our will to forgive. But forgiveness is, in, is vital in any relationship that you have. Um, in-laws, with in-laws, with outlaws, with, you know, work with kids and what happens is if you don't use the tool of forgiveness in your own life and let me be real quick to say as we start this lesson forgiveness is something you do for yourself not the offender and that's worth writing down forgiveness is something you do for yourself not for the offender And we're going to talk about all the reasons why we need to forgive. But it can make you ill. I've dealt with a number of people in social work throughout the years and in just ministry and the church and just in in what I do. And if you don't deal, and this is one of the things that I found is a common denominator, uh, but there are some medical things that are about this. But if you carry around a lot of bitterness and unforgiveness in your heart, it can make you physically ill and mentally. Some, a lot of depression, anxiety can be rooted in bitterness and unforgiveness. And I've literally seen women, uh, primarily I minister to women, but uh, when we deal with some of the hurt that's happened in their life, it's amazing how their mental attitude lines up, and how even some of their physical symptoms line up. Another reason we should talk about forgiveness is it looks good on you. It looks good on you. When you get rid of your anger, the scowl on your face, you're really pleasant to be around. (laughs) And it looks good on you. Forgiveness gives us peace in our hearts. It gives us peace in our hearts. When we use that, we can have chaos going on around us, but if you can govern yourself, if you can govern yourself in life, then you can walk in peace in in any situation you face. And I feel... um, You know, just some of the things I've been through from losing my late husband to dealing with my mom's illness for nine years and watching her suffer to my father-in-law to just different things that I've had to deal with in my own life. I very much guard my peace. I can't control other situations. It's not my job. 
but I can govern my heart. And sometimes I have to talk to myself. And whether it's looking at myself in the mirror and saying, you will not walk in fear, or you will walk in peace. Sometimes we have, we have to take charge of ourselves. <clears throat> um, another reason we should talk about forgiveness is Jesus forgave us. And because he has provided forgiveness for us, we can forgive ourselves and others. And sometimes forgiving yourself can be harder than forgiving others because we make mistakes. You know, we make mistakes. We do things we shouldn't. We, we just make mistakes. And <clears throat> one time... Um, we were sitting in this meeting at church, and this man was praying for different people, and he looked at me, and he said, uh, you don't need a devil to attack. You attack yourself. And he said, you know, he just began to talk about how God loved me and how God wanted me to love who he made me. And, and it really it, it became a game changer as far as forgiving myself for mistakes I had made um, in my life. Robert Shackelford, and he's written a book on forgiveness. He says, without forgiveness, we have nothing. Without forgiveness, we have nothing. That forgiveness empowers us and gives us hope. Another reason we need to talk about forgiveness is until we forgive, the hurt remains unhealed. Until we choose to forgive, the hurt remains unhealed. Now, let me be quick to say there is a difference in forgiving and our hearts being healed. My late husband made a choice that really cost me and hurt my heart years ago. And I began the process of forgiveness not long after the offense, but it took my heart a while to heal. So there's a difference in forgiving. Forgiving was the step I took for healing and I took for me. But it took my heart a while to heal. It took a while for the trust to be built back up. So, you know, when we make a choice to forgive, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, when we start the, the process, it's kind of like going to the doctor. But sometimes you go to the doctor and he says, you have this, and it's going to take a little bit of time for this to heal. So there's a difference in forgiveness and the healing of the heart. And forgiveness is a huge key to freedom in your life. That's another reason we need to talk about it. It's, it's a huge key to freedom. And when we don't forget, it puts us in prison. And forgiveness is the key that unlocks the door and lets you out of your prison cell. You hold the key to the process. Jesus will heal your heart, but forgiveness is the key that turns, that unlocks you from the hurt and the pain. You know, another great thing about forgiveness is it doesn't cost money. Anybody can do it. It's free. Jesus died on the cross, and he did that for you and for me so that our sins would be forgiven. And then he tells us to go to forgive and forgive. We're going to look at all those scriptures in just a minute. But forgiveness to me is like two different things. When we carry unforgiveness, and that's the hurt and the pain, it's like we're walking around, and I'm going to pick up all these bags. I got, you know, all these bags. It's like we're carrying all this stuff around. It's baggage. Your unforgiveness is baggage, and you carry it around whether you realize it or not. It's, it's like that. And when we have or we're harboring unforgiveness in our hearts, it's almost like... 
It's emotional pain that can stay hidden. And we forgive because you, we want healing. We want healing. So why do we need to forgive? Let's talk about that. We've talked about just a little bit how forgiveness causes pain and turmoil in our hearts. And we forgive because we want the pain to end. We want it to end. Luke chapter 6 verse 38 tells us, Forgive and you will be forgiven. It's real simple. If you want forgiveness, you have to be willing to give it to others. And that's in Luke 6 and verse 38. Another reason we need to forgive is because Jesus said so. It's just real simple. He said so. And he said that in Luke 6, 38. He told his disciples, forgive and you will be forgiven. A number of years ago, I had a, a friend, a good friend, betray me. And the hurt was real and the pain cut deep. And it seemed it did not matter where I went, whether it was to church or to the grocery store or to take my kids to the soccer field or to a party, that person was there. And I kept running into them, you know, and it just, every time it would just prick that pain, would prick that pain in my heart. And when I realized that uh, one of my children, I showed up, you know, with my kids and one of my kids was on playing soccer and I showed up at the soccer field the first day, um, you know, for the kids to play soccer. And I got there and I looked up and this person's child was on our team. I was fit hopping mad. I was so mad. I dropped my little, little boy off and I told the coach, I said, I'll, I'll be back in a minute. And I had to literally go to the car and pull myself together. And I got in my car in my suburban and I sat there and I just started crying and I said Lord I don't understand why this hurt and this betrayal has happened number one but number two Lord why I keep running in to this person and the Lord just so gently whispered to me and he said Kathleen I'm giving you every opportunity to forgive and it changed my thinking and when I began to look at oh okay here we are again I began then to say, God, I choose as an act of my will to lay this down and forgive. I need your forgiveness. I want you to be Lord of my life. You forgave me. I choose to forgive because your word says so. Now change and heal my heart. That was a game changer for me also because when I realized I needed to be obedient to the word, but it was God's job to heal and change my heart. When we just simply obey God's word, you know, when we obey his word, but then we take our heart to him, you know, it's just like, Lord, okay, I'm going to obey you. I choose as an act of my will to forgive. Now here's my heart. Change it about this person and heal it. And I can tell you now, years down the road, I still run into that person frequently and there's nothing there. I can embrace, I can hug, there is nothing there. But it was a process. It was a process. And it took sometimes just simply walking out of obedience. I used to have a philosophy as just, you know, growing up and as a young wife and mother and all that I would forgive when I felt like it. Well, guess what? <laughs> That day usually didn't come where I woke up and say, gee, I wonder who I can forgive today. That just was not my life story. But when I realized I could choose to do it because I wanted to obey God's word and then trust him to work in my heart and change my heart, it was freedom. It was freedom for me because I was being obedient and bringing my heart to him. So. You know, Jesus instructed his disciples in John 20 and verse 23. Let me tell you what this scripture says. It says, 
If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven them. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. You get to carry around the hurt and baggage. And Jesus, you know, goes on to tell his disciples about, hey, guys, I, I sacrificed. I died on the cross for you. Your sins are forgiven. You can walk free. I don't hold those debts against you anymore. But I'm going to also tell you as my disciples to go and do it with others. So John 20 and verse 23. And when we retain someone's offense or sin against us, it's again like I was showing you, carrying around all this extra baggage that we really don't need um, to do. And, you know, even just in what our, our country has been through recently and the world with the pandemic, with the leaders, with the policy, you know, there, there was one point in the midst of all of the chaos we've been, all been dealing with, with, with uh, you know, in our world where I, I literally had to forgive some leaders in our country just because there were choices that were made that I wasn't real sure of. And I think that that, you know, that is important. Forgiveness is something you can use in so many avenues. And I'm, I'm sad to say I've seen some good Christian people go ballistic over things, you know, in our world. And it's not setting to me a good example of who Christ is. We've got a mission right now. We've got, when we have Jesus in our hearts, we've got answers to help people and that's what we need to be about is modeling and showing others who Jesus is and who he wants to be you know Matthew 18 tells us Matthew 18 21 it says that if we want our sins forgiven we have to forgive others and it says then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times? You know, Peter thought he was doing a good deed, you know, seven times. And Jesus answered, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. This is how my heavenly Father will treat you will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. And, you know, right there, it shows us. And that 77, that doesn't mean if someone sins against you 78 times, that's it. You know, I think Jesus is using that as an illustration because Peter's like, man, yeah, think bigger. Think bigger. Now, that does not mean we don't set boundaries in our life. That does not mean... Um, that we let people walk all over us. That's two different things, but it's, it's an attitude of our hearts. In Luke 6, 35 through 38, this tells us how we need to treat people that aren't our friends, that are actually our enemies. Luke 6, 35 through 38. I didn't write this. It's in the book, okay? So don't get mad at me. It says, love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them, not expecting anything in return. Then your reward will be great, and you will be the sons of the Most High. He was kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Do not judge. Judging somebody is unjust criticism and you will not be judged. Do not condemn, and you will not condemn. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Jesus paid that price for you and me, but there's also that part. We get forgiveness free, but there's also that part where we need to be willing to give it. Because when we do, we're acting just like Jesus did. Do you get the picture? Which verse was that? This is... In Luke 6, 35 through 38. Luke 35. Can you think, I mean, if somebody really offends you, can you really forgive immediately? I think what I, what I do, the question was, do you forgive immediately? 
I think what I do is it might take me a little bit of time to work through the process. You know, I might need to really have a chat with God, you know, and pour out my heart in that sense. Do I in that instant do it? I can't tell you I do that all the time. It's a process, I think, of our hearts. But I think when we go to the Lord, and like I said, um, choosing as an act of my will, your will is a strong and powerful thing. It's very strong. We can choose to do something out of obedience. But again, it might, and here's what happens so many times. I think when there's a big offense or there's an offense that happens, it's real easy to play that video or to play that podcast in our minds over and over and over again. And, uh, uh, you know, when we do, we pick it up again. You know, like in the situation where I was talking about um, earlier, sometimes when the hurt is, is so deep, we can choose to forgive, but then we go back and we start entertaining it. We play that video in our minds, in our hearts. She said this, he said that, I did this, this and that. Can you believe they did this? We play that video and we've got our own soap opera going and we have to eject it and we can choose again to forgive. So I think, you know, I saw in that process, it took numerous times. I don't even have to count. I'm sure I was way past 78 times I had to forgive. It didn't mean that there were 78 offenses, but anytime you put that video back in, you know, and you play it again, I think, you know, we almost have to choose to forgive, but the more we do it, it's just like anything else. The more we practice it, the easier it gets. And I can tell you that it's much easier now in my life than it was years ago when I really realized, okay, if I want my sins forgiven, I've got to be willing to forgive others. And sometimes that's just tough. Well, but it's just, it's, just a, yeah, I think it's a practice. Yes, well, it's a practice. Yeah. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah. But I, I turned around and there was that person. Uh huh. And she had this big smile on her face. I hugged her. I thought, I hugged her. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that doesn't it mean. Me and right. I thought, well, yeah, you know. Uh, I thought, I guess I reached a point, you know. Right. And I think we can take steps forward in that. And again, it's just like any other Christian principle. It's practicing. And the more you practice, the better you get at it. And you're quicker, you're quicker, I think, to let go of things the more you put it into practice. But it doesn't mean that we totally forget. It does not mean that at all. But I think that sometimes that can happen when you make forgiveness a practice no, as you go on. So, yes, it's the healing. It's that thing. So, um, what is forgiveness? What is it? Well, by definition, it means to cancel or pardon a debt. To cancel or pardon a debt. To stop feeling angry or resentful of someone for an offense. And when we choose to forgive, it puts us in control. Now, I also want to say that there have been times I have gone to the Lord and said, Lord, this hurt and I'm not ready to forgive. I know I need to, but God, I need you to make me willing to forgive. I will Ask God to do that. And you know what? He's happy to partner with me. He's happy to partner with me. And he's happy to partner with you to help us. We can be gut level honest with God. He knows our heart anyway. And he still loves us. He knows our heart anyway. So yes, there are times when I, you know, I'm not quite ready. But I'll go to the Lord and say, I know I need to. Help me to be willing to forgive. And I've seen God take me up on that too. Forgiveness is a choice. 
And this is found in Matthew 6, 14. You have a choice. You don't have to forgive. However, you will suffer the consequences. I just have to tell you that. Here's what it says in Matthew 6, 14. It says, for if, it's if, if you forgive men when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive, your heavenly Father will not forgive you. So the big question is, do you want forgiveness when you mess up? Do you want forgiveness for the mistakes you've made or how you've sinned against God? But it is a choice. Jesus is not standing there whipping you with a stick every time. That's not his heart. He offers us. He offers us forgiveness. He chooses. He forgives us. He sacrificed for us, but he's asking us to do that in return. Um, you know, sometimes somebody can offend us and they don't even have a clue they have. They don't even have a clue that the words they've said or their actions or lack thereof of actions, how it's hurt us. The offender doesn't know there's a problem, but you're the one in bondage when you pick up that offense. And again, forgiveness is not a feeling. Our, you know, your feelings, can, your feelings can lie to you. If you wait till you feel like forgiving, it may not ever happen. And I always wanted to be, you know, okay, got, you know, I just want to be transparent and honest and I am who I am and I'll forgive when I feel like it. And then the more I study the word, the Lord is saying, no, you know, it's, it's a choice you have to make. And if you wait till you feel like it, it may not come. But when you choose to do it as an act of obedience, it's a whole another thing. So ask the Lord to reveal truth to you in any way that you've believed a lie because our feelings can lie to us. I use the example and women can relate to this uh, with PMS. You know, one week something is a major crisis and our feelings can get a little out of control and the next week it's really not because we're a little more balanced and everything. So yes, our feelings can lie to us. What is forgiveness? It's a surrender of your right to get even. It's a surrender of your right to get even or back at somebody. Oftentimes we want them to hurt because we are hurt. And wounded people wound other people. Wounded people wound other people. And when we choose to forgive, we let go and discover that we set ourselves free. So forgiveness is a surrender of your right to get back or get even. I had someone ask me one time after teaching this lesson, they said, they came up after after the lesson, and I want to bring this out because I hadn't really ever put this in my lesson. The person came up and said, what if I'm the one that needs forgiveness? I'm the one that's hurting others. And this person was just being honest. Um, I didn't ask many questions, but what I did talk about with this person was, you know, number one, repent. Obviously, you're acknowledging and you're brave. You've come up and acknowledged that you need help. But you can go and repent and admit your wrong behavior to God and ask Him forgiveness. But you can also go to whomever you have offended or hurt and ask them for forgiveness. And then tell them you're working. You realize you've hurt them. You were sorry you hurt them. You would ask them for forgiveness um, and that you're working on your behavior. And I think when we approach things, and if that's a situation, I just want to, want to bring that to the surface. Um, when we approach things that we're not perfect, but we're working on it, I think then 
it can help us in our own in our own healing and in others um we when we forgive someone we forgive them for the wounding and wronging us it's not necessarily forgiveness is not necessarily saying i want to be your best friend okay just because you forgive again boundaries are healthy i do have a podcast on boundaries a ways back i do want to do a whole lesson on that sometime but uh, boundaries are healthy just because you forgive somebody does not mean you give them full access to your life and it does not mean you have to be their best friend it's just saying i am choosing yeah all right thank you jesus about that we can all do the happy dance but it is, it is, again, something we do as an act of obedience because God's Word says to and because we don't want to carry around all the baggage, baggage that unforgiveness brings. It is not excusing someone's behavior, but it is letting go, and this is worth writing down, letting go and preventing their behavior from destroying my heart. It is not excusing someone's behavior. It is letting go and preventing their behavior from destroying my heart. Forgiveness is also, it's laying down our right to be right. I remember one time, and I have used this numerous times since then, um, my late husband, there was something that he had done, and I was chatting it out with the Lord on a walk. You know, Jesus and I have some good talks on walks sometimes. But I was chatting it out, and I was saying, but Lord, you know, I was going on kind of pleading my case, you know, with the Lord. And I just felt like God said, you're right, Kathleen but can you lay down your right to be right? It's like, I don't know. Let me think about that for a minute. And, but, you know, that's true. When I laid down my right to be right, then it allowed God to change my husband's heart. It was like I kind of let go, and it made space for God to come in versus me trying to convince him. And he later came back and said, you know, you were right about so-and-so and such-and-such. Now... It didn't do any good when I tried to tell him. He had to arrive at that at his own time and space. And we need to give people that space because guess what? God does that with us too. But, I, you know, when God asked me that, can you lay down your right to be right? And so, you know, there's situations in life where it's like, I really think I'm right in this, but okay, I lay down my right to be right, God, so that you can move in a powerful way because God is so much better at changing people's hearts than we are. You'll drive yourself crazy. You will drive yourself crazy. Okay, so <clears throat> Matthew 18, 22 told us how Jesus said forgiving 77 times. That right there shows us, too, that forgiveness is a process. It's a process. It's not a one and done, that's it. Um, some things are easier to forgive than others. But it's a process, so allow yourself time in the process. And I will say, um, sometimes the greater the offense, the longer the process. And, you know, I had a number of years ago, I had a group of people that abandoned me at a very vulnerable time in my life, and it was birthed from a misunderstanding of one person. And there was, you know, wounding that happened, cost me dearly. Do you know, I can stand here now and tell you, I saw God one by one. I had each one of those people come and say, I am so sorry. I never saw this. And I believe that. I am so sorry. God has redeemed every one of those people in that situation. And so that's what I mean by sometimes we have to just take, take let go. Lay down our right to be right. And it's like, okay, Lord, you're going to have to fix this. My, my little two-word prayer is, you know, or three-word prayer is Jesus fix it. 
you know, that's just quick and to the point. <laughs> and sometimes we have to do that in situations that we walk in. But when you forgive, it declares your trust in God. When you choose to forgive, you're declaring. It's an act of worship and it's declaring. It is declaring your trust in God. And we let go and we trust God to deal with our offender. So, what are some signs and symptoms of unforgiveness? Well, I think one sign and symptom is anger. People that are angry, and I want you to think for just a second, is there someone you know and they just seem angry all the time? Um, they seem angry all the time or they're just not easy to be around with because you never know when they're going to kind of, you know, explode on you. And anger is usually either a sign of fear, we talked about that a little bit last week, or unforgiveness. And an example that, um, that, and this is when God spoke it to me, so it's one that's embedded in my mind. My little girl was about five years old, and uh, I had had an argument with her dad, and um, she sat down at the table, and I brought her lunch out, and and I brought her milk to her, and I set the milk down, and she knocked over her milk. And I, I yelled at her. I was angry. I said, you know, Mallory Kathleen Maxwell, I can't believe you spilled your milk. And I went in there and stormed in my kitchen, got my sponge and my towels, and went to pick it up. And she was like, I'm sorry, Mommy. She, you know, she was my child that was instantly, she just was, she was repentant easily, you know. And uh, she said, I'm sorry, Mommy, I'm sorry, Mommy. And I went back to do dishes, and I felt like a heel. And uh, I was like, Lord, why did I respond that way? You know, why did I do that? And why, why would I do that? You know, she's five years old. Five-year-olds are going to spill their milk. You know, that's just going to happen. And um, I just felt the Holy Spirit whisper to me, and he said, you're really mad. You're really mad at Joe. And I was like, yeah, I really am. I really am. And that showed me how anger can be a sign. And now if I see myself get angry, I usually step back and say, okay, am I afraid of something? Or is there somebody I need to forgive? Lord, has something happened and I've shoved it under the rug and I just hadn't dealt with it? Or I'm not, I didn't realize how much it bothered me? Or... Um, is there a fear that I need to bring to you? So anger can be like a red flag. Don't beat yourself up if you get angry. Just look at it as a red flag and step back and have a chat with the Lord. Is there somebody you need to forgive or is there some fear that you need to deal with? And so anyway, um, I think another sign of unforgiveness is self-pity. Self-pity. If you find yourself playing with self-pity, I had a dear friend, and I do call her a dear friend. She was about 10 years older than me, and uh, I was called her one day, and I was whining to her, and she listened, and, you know, she was 10 years older, and she's a little more mature, and she said, oh, Kathleen, well, I'm going to have to go, but before I go, can I pray for you? She said, you're, I can tell you're dealing with self-pity today, <laughs> and I said, Huh. I said, well, yes, I do need prayer. Okay, please pray for me. And she was genuinely, she was trying to help. She wasn't trying to offend me, and I didn't take it that way at all. I just knew she would love me enough to help me walk forward, and I had to lay down that self-pity. And forgiving someone is part, was part of it in my, in my situation. You know, strife and contention is a sign of unforgiveness. And I do a heart check. You know, Lord, is there someone um, I need to forgive? I had to, just as I was preparing this lesson, I was reflecting on a situation, and um, there's somebody that's just a little bit more difficult to get, a little bit more difficult to um, um, get along with, or they just get under your skin. Do you have any people like that in your life? Don't raise your hand. But, um, and I just had to, you know, this person kept coming to mind, and I just had to right then and there stop and do a heart check. And I said, okay, Lord, I just choose to forgive. 
I just choose to forgive because there have been several situations that had happened. So I wasn't looking forward to being around, around them. But for me, it's about keeping my heart clean. Because when our hearts are clean, when we, when we choose to forgive, we're not carrying around the baggage that we don't need. And, um, you know, another sign, you know, un- unforgiveness can run in families. It can be like a generational curse. And what happens is mama's very unforgiveness and <clears throat> unforgiving. And then she begins to pass that down to her kids. Her kids see that unforgiveness. They see it modeled to them and they think that's how you act. And so it can be like a generational, generational curse. You know, if there's somebody in your life and you can't see their value, you can't see that they have any value in society at all or in the world, that can be a sign of unforgiveness. We ought to be able to look at the people around us and call up, call them up. See, there is good in each and every one of us. There is. And sometimes we need to look and see. You've heard me talk about how, you know, I ask God, give me your heart. Show me how you see this person and how that changes my heart. And then if you're justifying your unkind words or your actions, usually those are symptoms that you need to forgive someone. If you find yourself justifying when you've been unkind in your actions or your words, that can be a sign that you need to forgive someone. And you know, God is he's such a good and gracious and kind God. If you sit there and you think, oh my gosh, I have got so many people I need to forgive. Don't beat yourself up. You've got some tools. Start working on them one at a time. When you look at some of the questions for processing, uh, it's going to hopefully make you think. Don't be overwhelmed. Write things down. And just God will show you one at a time, different people or different situations you may need to forgive in your life. And so today, I just want to, I want to close um, with a word of prayer. And I want to give you a chance to just kind of activate um, this. We're going to go into more detail next week. In the lesson next week, we're going to talk about keys to moving forward in daily practicing forgiveness. We're going to talk about the benefits of forgiveness and how to begin to forgive and the difference in forgiving and reconciliation. So we've got some neat things. We've got the good stuff to talk about next week. I just can't get it all in and I don't want to rush it. Um, And I know time is an essence, but I want you to just take a moment now and let's just get quiet before the Lord. And I want you to just think of maybe you can just say, okay, I know right now I need to forgive this person. And I'm going to just lead you in a prayer. And this prayer is in your notes. But I just want you to take a moment right now and let's just begin to practice forgiveness. Lord, I ask your Holy Spirit to come right now. Lord, thank you for forgiving us. Thank you for the sacrifice you made, Lord, the ultimate sacrifice of giving your Son so that we could be forgiven. And Father, thank you for that. And Lord, I thank you that your grace is sufficient and you provide all that we need to forgive those that offended and hurt us, abused us, caused us pain. Lord, you provide your grace for us. And so, Father, I just pray, Father, um, just for each one listening, Lord, that we would practice forgiveness, Lord, so that we can, we can be like you. And, Lord, walk closer with you. So now you can just quietly repeat this. Say, God, I choose as an act of my will to forgive blank 
just fill in the blank. When they did blank, and you can just call the offense what it was, it hurt. And Jesus, I come and give you my pain and ask you to forgive me for my unforgiveness. Change my heart towards and just the person's name. I ask you, God, to heal my heart and set me free. If the pain comes up again, help me to remember to give it back to you. Thank you for all the blessings you've given me, God. And I ask you to continue to bless me. And Jesus, help me to be quick to forgive others like you forgive me. In Jesus' name, amen. Take time to look up the scriptures that we went over. Take time to read them. Uh, the Passion Translation is great. The NIV Translation, I think, is great um, with these. But let the Lord speak further to you because I know He wants to do a deep work. And it may seem like a big challenge, but you've got the, uh, the questions there. You've got the tools Look at the scripture. God's grace is there for you. And um, I'm excited to hear what God shows you next week.